Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Steel Target Paint Podcast. This is the first one for 2022. Of course, uh, my big mouth is Jeff Jones, and uh, the co-host that everybody likes better is Steve Foster. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing great, Jeff. How are you? How's your 2022 shaping up so far? Better than 2021. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. So um, I was very fortunate to... Uh, Already have shot a major this weekend, uh, although it was not in steel. It was in USPSA. We had the Florida State USP, USPSA state Whatever that organization. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's it's the tongue-tiedness that, you know. Uh, no, but we had the uh, Florida State USPSA uh, state championships at uh, held at the WAC. Um, and we are very fortunate to have uh, Kyle Stevens with us, who was one of the range masters. Kyle, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate you guys having me. So, yeah, Steve, we, uh, you know, you've been to the WAC and uh, you shot it in steel and uh, we used um, all the back bays and uh, the multi-purpose bay where we shoot showdown. But we added a couple of other bays that had some speed shoots and uh, a classifier. And so the shooters got uh, 11 stages of shooting plus a stop at Corano. And, uh, I was, uh, uh, I got to shoot it on Friday and then I worked it Saturday, Sunday as a, as a CRO in one of the stages. And as I mentioned, Kyle was a, a range master. Kyle, what is your opinion on how the whole match ran? I don't think the match could have gone any better. Um, short of maybe a, a little bit of a, a music debacle with uh, a show <laughs> next to us on Sunday afternoon. Um, it went pretty much perfect. Um, I, I kept saying throughout the day, uh, you know, you go into these things with a certain expectation of, of weird things happening. And I kept saying it's going too smooth. Something is going to have to happen because it just, it was running too well. Um, and that actually speaks volumes on the, the two match directors, uh, Dan Bernard and Mark Walker. Uh, those guys always do a phenomenal job of putting on matches and I've learned a lot from them over the years. No, absolutely. And, and the, uh, the music uh, Kyle's referring to, for those that uh, have been to the WAC and know there's a, a racetrack not too far away. And I think the, uh, the racetrack may have been rented out for the yearly Latin American festival because we were getting a lot of Latin American music um, played quite That's loud. Awesome. <laughs> I like it. You know, I kept trying to figure out what it was. I think it was a car show or an audio show because there were so many different sources of music okay. and all sorts of different types. Like there was R&B and Latin. And <laughs> it was, I mean, it was everywhere. I, uh, I was on what we call the, uh, I think the, the seven bays are the, are the North bays and the, uh, the, the, the three bays, uh, three areas where we had four stages and, uh, and Crono were the South bays. And, I drove up to the South area and was sitting there and there's a lot less shooting noise. And uh, you're right. There was a, a considerable amount of, of difference. I definitely heard some Michael Jackson, uh, but there was a lot of Latin uh, music that I had heard. So that's why I thought it might've been the Latin festival. So um, it was, it was definitely interesting, but yeah, we didn't have any, you know, we were fortunate. All the stages stayed tight from what I could tell. And we, we stayed on schedule and, you know, that's something I think, most match directors and range masters want to make sure happen is that, you know, uh, the shooters are flowing and, uh, and people are enjoying it. I think in general, I, I didn't hear a single bad word about the match. 
How many yeah, uh, I think it people went really shot well. the match? How many people shot the match? Um, that's a really good question. I think it was just under 300, if I'm not mistaken. As oh, I wow. do a quick pop in here to practice score, I've got uh, 259 people finish the match. So it was a good day. Um, uh, and a good weekend. So, well, Steve, well, yeah, the other reason, one of the go, ahead. Too, go ahead. I was going to say one of the things that went really well, in my opinion, and it, it, you know, it's because of the awesome staff that we had, both from in state, from our area, uh, and then also we had a lot of people travel and, and work the match. Also, uh, we didn't, I didn't have a single calibration call. Uh, mm-hmm. There was obviously a few scoring calls as you're going to have but I didn't even have to shoot my calibration gun once the entire weekend, which means that the staff was doing their job, keeping up on maintaining their steel. Uh, we had a lot of props and movers, no yep. reshoots for the bat that I know of. Um, so that's just, you know, the staff did an, an amazing job keeping things flowing. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Steve, if, if, uh, if you've been on Facebook in the last uh, week and a half or so, um, you may also have heard Kyle's name because Kyle is uh, putting his name in the ring for uh, Area Six Director, and uh, that's the other reason why I was I wanted him have on the uh, the podcast, give him a chance to just you know talk about uh, you know why you know uh, everybody's got uh, got their reasons, but you know uh, what he hopes to bring to uh, to the organization as an area director. And there's some good pregnant pauses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing, Jeff. Why in, Why on earth would anybody want to be an area director? Unpaid position, especially in area six. Not that there's ever any drama out of area six, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just well, Kyle, yeah, you know, minimum. in general, uh, why don't you just share, you know, your initial thoughts as to, you know, um, your reasons for putting your name in the hat? Um, the, the easiest way to say it is, is I've always tried to be in this sport, the guy that if I notice something is wrong, I don't like to complain about it. You just find a way to fix it. Um, I remember when I first started, I, I would, you know, routinely get weird calls that didn't make a lot of sense. I'd go up and look, look the rules up later. And it, uh, of course they were wrong. So I decided, Hey, you know what, I'll just fix this problem and I'll become an RO. Uh, then I started shooting a lot more majors. And noticing the stages weren't being, you know, maintained correctly or run correctly, uh, weird little things that I thought I could bring from an efficiency standpoint and just overall experience. Um, so I became a CRO, uh, and then I saw, you know, guys like Dan Bernard just working every single major match in the South uh, and and just burning himself out. Um, I won't put words in his mouth, but I mean, he looked he looked like he was definitely having a tough time towards the end of it, and. You know, a lot of people complain about the older generation that we have running matches as RMs and uh, the way that they view and enforce the rules. So I became an RM. Um, If I'm not mistaken, aren't you the youngest RM to date? Uh, To date, yes. And I'm actually, uh, that's the one of the records that I have in that regard that I really hope gets broken sooner rather than later. Uh, I, we need younger people, uh, talk to Drew Coleman, um, about doing it next year. Uh, if mm-hmm. he gets through, which he should, uh, he would then be the youngest, which would be awesome. Uh, 
Um, but there's, there's a few of those, you know, records that I think should be broken and I, I hope they do get broken soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one I get to hold on to is being the only GMRM and the first ever GMRM in USPSA, which I think that's pretty cool. Absolutely. That's awesome. I mean, it, uh, you know, you, it shows a, uh, a level of commitment to shooting and then, you know, the RM program and I, I've known Kyle for a couple of years and, uh, while I didn't see what actually, he you, went through, what's that Kyle? I was going to say, actually, you, uh, you showed up to the little club that I got my start at as your first match too. Absolutely. Yep. It was, uh, uh, if you think the WAC is an interesting, interesting place to have a match, this was an indoor, a complete indoor range. And uh, really, yeah, I've got, yeah. A, I've got a great story about that. If everybody wants it too. Oh, well, we'll hear that in a minute, I, but yeah. It, it one of one of the things that I found was the most interesting and it makes perfect sense why they do it is that after the match, um, guys come through with brooms and squeegees to get the brass off of the off of the ground, because uh, if you think brass on a range is like ice, it's even worse when it's on concrete. Um, so, yeah, Kyle, give us hey, that story. What's that story? Hey, hey. Hang on one second before we get into that, Kyle. Okay. So you mentioned that you're the youngest uh, range master and um, GM. How old are you, Kyle? Um, 36. 36? Uh, you're still uh, a yeah, young lad. I got lad. my RM certificate. Yeah, when I was 35, um, slightly beating out Jody Human, who's I'm sure everybody knows, just a, a phenomenal range master in her own right. And uh, her, I believe she's second in command or third command, uh, right behind Troy. Yeah. And do you know, Kyle, offhand, how many range masters are currently uh, active for the USPSA? Active is tough. Um, yeah. There are, there are a lot that, um, you know, we have our own RM forum um, that uh, a lot of people participate in. And it's, it's generally like, you know, we operate in the gray area of the rules. So we bring up weird stuff that happens and we all talk about it and try to come to a general consensus. As an RO, you know, we have to maintain our, our certifications and, and recertify every year. Um, is there something similar for the range masters that, I mean, do you have to actually do, you know, at least range master one match every X number of years? Is there anything like that? Or is it just maintaining it by, uh, you know, staying up on the rules? Uh, exactly. Yeah, no, there is a, there is a minimum requirement. Um, I, I don't want to misquote it by any means, but it, I know that it involves either being a range master for a level two or, uh, CROing a stage at nationals. And there's some other stuff in there. Okay. Uh, I, I've never really been one to look at the minimums. So right. I don't really have a problem with maintaining my status of the, whatever they're doing. I don't know. Good. Oh, what? Why do you think that there's not as many younger folks that are, you know, range, master, range masters, CROs, those types of things? I think a lot of it has to do with time and just the yeah. general stigma of, um, of the NRI core. Uh, we've been doing a much better job the last few years getting younger people in and getting them involved with the sport. And, uh, you know, I'm super fortunate that I grew up in the area that I did and that I, I started shooting in the area I did because we have such a strong volunteer culture um, right, right. and shooting across the country. Not everywhere has that culture. There are some pockets that have the same thing that we have, but there are some places that it's purely a pay for play. Here's my entertainment dollars. And, 
you know, they just show up, shoot and leave. And uh, it's hard to get younger people involved when number one, they're strapped for time because they're trying to build a life. Uh, they may have kids. It's tough to get those people in and working matches. And I think everybody understands that, but it would be nice to see the other side where they do come out and help. Excellent. Yeah, for sure. Excellent. So what's the funny story about, uh, uh, and, and, uh, if I'm, let's see if I take aim, I think is the name of the range. Is it still take aim? Exactly. And yeah, uh, I think I, I don't even know if you remember. So you showed up, um, I mean, just oh, oh I remember, I remember go. exactly what happened my first match. Um, I, yeah. I will relate shoot that one stage. Yep, I shot one <laughs> stage, one stage, and then yep. quit. Thanks, guys. I really had fun. I'm gonna go. No, it was like, well, no, it was yeah, shoot. Got- no, wait, no, it was shoot the first stage. Having never shot, didn't even know necessarily anything about this game. With my shield, I bought mag pouches at the range that night okay uh the gun jammed on the first stage three times i was freaking out because i didn't even know how to clear a jam um and because it had never jammed before on me and when i'm i'm done and and i remember because i think bob paul might have been the match director at that time and, yeah. and he took me over to the safe table and he's like he pulled out his gun he's like here shoot my gun and, you know, I'm like, no, 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 I, I can't do this. I can't do this. I got to go. And yeah, yeah, I had fun. I'll be back next week. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, for the next for the next couple of days, I was like, I don't even know if I like this sport. Because I didn't even finish. And yeah. uh, the guy that had told me about that match, let me borrow his uh, Glock and carry optics. And I came down. And I have video of the second match of me in jeans and biker boots because I rode my motorcycle down there uh, shooting this match and finishing. And yeah, the rest is <laughs> the rest has been history. But I met a lot of guys down there. I met you. I met uh, uh, Sale, uh, Izzo. Yep. Uh, and of course, Bob Paul and, and Bob's now shoot, doing a lot of shooting at the whack. So, uh, yeah, that was that was quite quite the uh the, f- the first impression for me in the in the sport and now it's just like yeah i i haven't drank the cool i drank the kool-aid drank the kool-aid <laughs> ate the cookies whatever you want to say you know everybody knows i'm i'm in this for the long haul so that was but yeah that was quite an interesting first match yeah, that, I, you know i really love that match um it, it's where i got my start also i got dragged to it and same thing i was instantly hooked uh, and as I progressed through the sport and got better and better, uh, one of the things that I always told myself is that I, I would maintain going there every if I can, every single week, mm-hmm. because I remember going there and there were some better shooters that kind of mentored me and got me started on the next level and took me to like my first level one USPSA match. Um, and I wanted to go back and give back and do the same exact thing. So I still go there. I still set up stages every week that I can. I'm still there running the timer, doing everything I can to help in case somebody like me comes up and wants to get involved in the sport. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's really cool. How long ago was this, Jeff? You shot your first USBSA oh, match? Five, man, six years I ago? think this, this June or this May, I will have been in the sport 
I want to say six years. Sweet. Uh, right. yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I think it was 2016 when I shot my first, uh, first USPSA match. And of course then, you know, uh, I find out about the whack, which take aim is about 45 minutes away from me. The whack is 20 minutes away from me. Mm. So I go to the whack on a Friday night and I walk up and, you know, uh, Joe Homalash is the Friday night match director. And I, I introduced myself and he's like, have you ever shot this game before? And I went, well, I, I, I said I shot it once because it was really like one and a third times that I actually shot it. So I just said once he's like, do you know the range commands? And I, I went through, uh, you know, and, and you know what you're supposed to do, unload and show clear, clear hammer down holster. And he's like, okay. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, you know, let them know you're a new shooter on the squad. Like we do for all the new shooters. And, uh, you know, uh, we recommend you go last so you can see what everybody's doing. And, uh, yeah, I'll never forget. Uh, I, had, I just left the, um, the hog group, the Harley owners group that I was in and I was the president there. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be a shooter. I'll come help build. And, and that's it. And now, you know, <laughs> years later, I'm an RO. And the only reason I'm not a CRO is because I'm always out of town. Whenever we get the CRO class, uh, uh at the WAC, uh, or I'd be a CRO and, uh, you know, they're building stages and, you know, now the match director for the steel match and, you know, I've run USPSA matches for uh, uh, during the week when uh, when we need backup. And, you know, Kyle alluded to something that is is very true. The the crew at the WAC is amazing. Um, and what was really nice about this is that we had some other staff members that came from other clubs uh, in the local area to help out and. So it was while a match was held at the WAC, it was supported by multiple clubs across the state. And that's pretty cool, too. Uh, you know, that we're all getting together to make this uh, as uh, as positive an experience for the shooters as possible. So, yeah, I think I'm coming up on on six years getting old. I heard Kyle, 36 <laughs> years old. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Are you old enough to be his daddy, Jeff? Just let's be honest. Let's let's get it out there. Uh, I would have to have been promiscuous at a very young age, but it, it, it is possible. <laughs> and, and, and Kyle's very happy I'm not his dad. We're friends. That's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that took a left-hand turn. All right. Yeah. yeah and that we was, thank that you for pretty, that, Steve. That was pretty dark. <laughs> Well, Kyle, so you're going to run for a six director and, you know, based on what you just expressed, you know, you're, you're a take action type of person. You're not just one to sit back and, and point fingers and complain. If you see something that needs uh, fixing and you feel you can help fix it, you're going to, you're going to go for it. And, you know, you've gone through that path of RO to CO to RM. And now you've, you've looked at, uh, you know, the ability to run for an a six director. Um and we're not going to throw anybody under the bus here because we try to be a friendly podcast, but you know, what is it that you think you're going to bring to that position that's going to help area six? I think a lot of what I bring is, is just life experience, business experience. Uh, I tend to be very analytical when it comes to stuff that I'm passionate about. 
Um, you know, even getting into uh, when, when this whole thing got brought up, I, I never even planned to run for Area 6. It was actually us just kind of sitting around. I think it was a classic nationals last year, year before, whatever it was. And we were all sitting around the tailgate drinking beer. And some guys that I, I really, really respected have been in the sport for a whole lot longer than me said that I should run. And when they, you know, when those guys say something like that, they, they obviously said it somewhat jokingly, but they meant it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took it kind of serious and I, I began doing the research at least to see if I'd be viable. Would I be good? Um, I'm pretty fortunate that um, my, my primary career choice when I was young led me to have a lot more free time now and I get to start businesses that I enjoy. Um, and the stuff that I've learned over the years with investing in business and stuff like that, I can somewhat bring towards this, but we're unique. So I spent some time doing research on nonprofits, executive roles in nonprofits, uh, the governance, just tons of research, everything that I could at the time um, to see if I'd even be viable. And I I think I'd do a pretty good job. Um, One of the big things that I know that I would bring that I, I don't see that we have is our board right now tends to be a lot more reactive than proactive or forward thinking. Um, so they almost wait for something to happen. And then when it happens, they, okay, let's fix it. Or maybe they're creating work for themselves. I I don't know. Um, but I think as a director, you should be directing the the path of the organization. Mm -hmm. And that's probably what I bring more than anything is I want to look at the root causes of things. Like if we want to grow the membership, we don't just go out and advertise. We need to look at uh, the volunteer culture. Because if you bring a bunch of people in and they don't have somewhere to go, uh, it does no good. We're basically, you know, cost per customer, cost per acquisition is is a moot point because we're just getting people to the sport for that to turn them away. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that goes with I've been talking with match directors. I'm a match director. Um, you know, what does the organization do for the U.S. or for uh, clubs? And some people will say, you know, some stuff, others will say absolutely nothing at all. And I think that that's where, you know, same thing I can analyze. Okay. You know, should we have a a forum for all match directors, section coordinators and area directors that allow us to, you know, communicate freely, not turn it into like a, a duty project type of deal where it's, you know, a bunch of crazy people on there. And it becomes a tool that we can use to help promote and grow clubs so that when we do go out and get new uh, members, they have somewhere to go and they're going to a club that can help. Excellent. That was a really long-winded answer, but yeah, that, no, it, it was it generally it was good. It was solid. forward yeah. thinking. Okay. Now, of course we are named the, the steel target paint podcast and your GM, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is in open, correct? In USPSA. Yeah, USPSA open. Yep. So, um, you know, uh, what's your experience with Steel Challenge for our listeners? There's there's a hard question that everybody should key in on, right? I, I don't have a lot of experience with Steel Challenge. Okay. Um, but I know that I don't have a lot of experience there. And I need to talk to people like yourself, um, like Steve. You guys are there every day. You're the ones putting the targets up. You're the ones doing all the work. Um, you're the ones shooting the matches. Ultimately, if I'm going to be a representative, I need to be a representative and talk to the people that are involved in that sport. Um, 
I guess it would be the same thing with multi-gun, right? Multi-gun has kind of yep. fallen by the wayside for the same reason. We, we don't really listen to people or the board doesn't currently really listen to people in multi-gun at all. And I don't want to be that guy. I, I want to be the one that, you know, I might not shoot it a lot just, just from sheer time standpoint, you know, running matches, doing stuff like that. I'm so heavily involved in USPSA. I would almost have to pull away a lot of my responsibilities in USPSA to spend a lot more time in skill challenge. But that doesn't mean that I don't care. And it doesn't mean that I know that it's a huge part of the sport. I mean, you guys sell out matches in like 10, 15 minutes. That's insane. Yeah. World speed shoot was, uh, another crazy, uh, uh, experience getting registered for that. And, and, you know, I will just add, you know, uh, third Saturday of every month, uh, we have the, uh, the match at the WAC, um, would love to have you come up there and, um, and just experience it. And, and, you know, there's an opportunity to talk to a lot of steel shooters who maybe are just shooters and what their point about it is. And of course, I'm sure, you know, we've got, you know, down here in Florida, we've got uh, the Hanson range in Punta Gorda. Uh, you've got uh, Hernando. Uh, Volusia is a hike, but we've, you know, they run great matches over in Volusia. Uh, lots of steel happening here in Florida. So, you know, that opportunity to get out there and, uh, you know, when your time permits, uh, you're going to be able to hear from shooters, you know, what it is they're hoping, hoping to get. And, uh, because it is a different environment yeah, than, actually, than USPSA. It is. And, and going into this, I know I've, I've actually set some time away, away from, um, you know, a couple companies that I'm involved in. And it's mostly going to be weekends free now. It, it was, yeah, you know, I did have to do some weekend stuff. One of my mm -hmm. businesses is I'm a charter captain. Uh, a lot of people like to go out on Saturdays. So I've just kind of committed to not doing weekends for uh, the foreseeable future so that I can get to a lot of these matches. Um, I was working basically six days a week, either involved heavily in USPSA, running two businesses or whatever, uh, and then taking Sundays off to be able to go enjoy the sport. Mm -hmm. um, but I know that I do have to get out and spend a lot of time at Steel Challenge and uh, Multigun. Um, that is definitely part of the plan. You and I talked about, I believe it was West Florida Steel Challenge. West Florida. Yep, Steel, yep, that's exactly correct. That's coming up in April. Um, and so I'll, uh, I'll likely wind up actually either working that match or shooting it on staff day and then talking to people. But excellent. I'm, I'm definitely going to be more present in that in that environment. Yeah, that and and, and the nice thing about uh, that match and uh, the other level twos that happen around the state. Um, are the fact that you're getting some shooters that are coming in from outside of the state, but still in the area. Steve is a good yeah, example. Yeah. And you I, know, Steve's in Georgia. To be friends with. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm fortunate to be friends with some guys that uh, they dabble in both, right? Like Jamie yep. Bondi and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. you know, he runs a match in Georgia. So. I, oh, I, wait a minute. Hang on, hang on, to... hang on. <laughs> we we, we got to stop right here. You know, Jamie, that worthless bum. Yeah. If I would have known that, we wouldn't have had you on the podcast. Yeah, we love Jamie. He's he's awesome. He's uh, I'm helping him out with the sponsorship stuff for the South Georgia match. He's uh, he's he's the best of what the sport has to offer for sure. I'm sorry awesome. to interrupt. Yeah, such a good dude. He he keeps he keeps things fun, and I think that's what we need to do, right? There's been a lot of there's so much you guys know. There's so much drama within like the the entire organization, whether it's. USPSA, Steel Challenge, everything. There's so much drama right now that 
we are like, it's almost like we're losing the like, why we do this. Mm-hmm. I, I started this because I wanted to have fun and that's it. Uh, I think people are just taking things way too seriously. There's a lot of people that are, are kind of getting out of line as far as, you know, what they're, what they're saying about other people that it's not really deserved. Well, wait a minute, um, Kyle. I thought, you know, as a range master, don't you make like thousands of dollars every match you, you are the range master at? I mean, didn't you join this to make a lot of money in the, in the organization? I've been doing this for a little while. I don't think I've ever actually had a net profit at any match I have ever worked. Uh, I hope everybody understands my sarcasm there. I always said you are yeah. going to spend way much more money, you know, than you're ever going to quote unquote earn at this game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're at, at best. You're hoping to offset like your travel costs. <laughs> That's at best. You're, you're definitely not offsetting food costs and <laughs> you know, all the other stuff that you incur, but especially not ammo. Like yeah. right now. Yeah. There's no way you're offsetting that cost. No, no. Even uh, you know, I mean, I've I've always joked, and 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 I say this with with uh with with love in my heart uh, to the Steel Target Paint team because I feel very fortunate about being on that team, and uh, but I've always joked about that I was going to create that Techwear shirt that had a picture of my wallet, and it was going to be on the back, and it was going to say my sponsor. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Line up, line up all the credit cards, take a picture of them, put it on your American Express, Visa, Discover. I'd like to thank, I'd like to thank all my sponsors for the 1% kickback that I get after spending money with them. Oh, yeah. I'm sitting here. Cashback I'm... rewards up, Jeff. <laughs> yes. I need to I'm... find, I need to find a better credit card. <laughs> I'm sitting here in my shop and I've got a lot of my uh, plaques that I'm looking at. There's a lot of money sitting on this wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, super. Well, Kyle, is there anything else you'd, you know, just like to freeform add to, uh, you know, this discussion here? Uh, you know, I mean, it simple as, I mean, why should people, you know, when the vocal, well, so let's, let's, let's bring that up. When is the, uh, the vote going to be for the a6 uh, director it's not in 20 uh, not until 2023 um, okay and i i toyed with the decision i, I made uh usbsa open nationals that i was going to run uh first person i sat down with and talked to is our current area six director bruce wells uh i think that's only the right thing to do if i'm if i'm going to be running against somebody um i want him to hear it from me not through the grapevine Mm-hmm. Um, so once I decided that, um, you know, the, the, the decision was, should I announce early, um, like I am right now and deal with all of the, the craziness that I know is going to happen or should I, you know, hold off. And I ultimately made the decision to announce now, even though the election isn't for another full year and a couple months, mm-hmm. um, because I'm going to be traveling all over the place, working matches. Uh, trying to get out to steel challenge as much as possible. Um, and I want people to have the opportunity to come up and talk to me and tell me what they want. Uh, I think anything that directly affects the membership should be, um, we should poll, we should do some sort of collection method where we know what people want and my vote would directly reflect that. I think where a lot of what I said on the, the director side, the board side comes is the vision for USPSA. 
Uh, but as an area director, it's 100% representing you guys. Okay, Steve is going to talk to you about wanting this new revolver division. He's nuts. <laughs> Do not listen to him, okay? <laughs> All right, Chip. Check this out. When we get done, I'll send you some pictures. I, I'm working. I'm on day two. I'm looking at it right now. I've got a, a 617 six-inch iron sight that I've got about 10 hours engraving on it and uh, about another 10 hours to go. And, you know, it's just a shame to have such a sexy gun sit in the safe. So you got to have a division to shoot it in, right, Jeff? No, Jeff? And, um, uh, are we still connected? <laughs> is this thing so, on? <laughs> So what you're saying is we should have something like a not for score division where it's just you just look good come in come out in your purple velour outfit with your your sexy gun and, and shoot a division for no score. Now I could do that. I I've I've got some some interesting clothes I could wear to something like that. I I could support oh. something like that. <laughs> oh, only if you ban wearing wigs. That, then I'm in. <laughs> hey, that ban wearing wigs is that, awesome. That's, that's I have costume. okay. <laughs> Uh, that actually brings up a pretty cool uh a cool thing so guests familiar with it steve i don't know if you are but every year we have the monster match down here which has this you know essentially a big halloween match um one of the things that i love about it now is that we've switched from just a single match so we're starting to do a lot more league matches where we're able to share uh clubs essentially so one club hosts five or six stages the next club has five or six stages and on and around through state, and you ultimately wind up with a league champion. I think that's such a, a cool idea. I'm really glad that practice score came out with that because it does present a whole new dimension to how we can run matches and scoring. Absolutely. And, and, and I think um, I was not a, I shot the first half. It was at the WAC. I unfortunately um, had a commitment there. I wasn't able to make the second half, but uh, I love the idea because it also gets people out to these other ranges, gets them shooting them, realizing that there's a potential. I mean, I know for myself, I've years ago, I used to go down to Punta Gorda, which is about two hours from me to shoot a Wednesday night match. You know, wow. drive two hours to shoot the four hour or, you know, drive to our four stage uh, Wednesday night match. And uh had a blast. And you can, of course you get to meet new people because, you know, you don't normally see them coming up to the whack. I mean, they, you know, many of them do many of those locals, you know, Dave Jenkins was at the Florida state match, Ian McPherson. There was a Jason Olson. A lot of these guys that shoot Punta Gorda did come up to our match, but you don't see them during the week. You don't see them maybe on, even on the, uh, the monthly matches, you just see them at the majors. And so, you know, you get to see people, more and and of course do more shooting and uh yeah it's uh it's a good thing uh, i i i enjoy it i think it's i think it's a lot of fun and it also i don't want to say rewards because you still have to perform but you know the the people that are going to support more clubs have the ability to be more of a league champion than just the people who support one club you know, yeah. this is something that has yeah, existed. That can... Go ahead. I was going to say, I think that can translate um, across all, all across all the, the type shooting too, right? Is you know, USPSA itself, uh, Steel Challenge and Multi-Gun. I think we can do something like that across all of them. It would be interesting, right? It Absolutely. Well, I was, 
I was going to bring up in Pennsylvania, uh, while it's not steel challenge, it is still steel shooting. Um, I like the idea of being able to do it with steel challenge where, you know, they have seven clubs within, I don't know, Steve, do you know, are they within hour, hour and a half of, of each other? It's, uh, it's probably somewhere in there, Jeff. Yeah. And you know, they've, they've done this, this league for years where, you know, in the course of a year, you have to go to at least, I don't know what it is. Let's just say for sake of argument, you've got to go to each club twice. And that, that then qualifies you for the league championships, something of that nature. And, you know, I know in the past, They've given out, you know, Dylan presses and my guess is probably guns, but they've, you know, they, somebody put a lot of effort into making that league successful and making people want to do it by providing those prizes, you know, more than just the, the accolades of being the league champion, you actually, you know, won something of substance, like you might pull off at a, at a prize table at a major match. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, it was probably better. I won, I won our league championship and I I won a, I mean, actually it was an awesome prize, probably the most useful prize I've ever won, but it was a Husqvarna chainsaw. (laughs) That's awesome. That is pretty cool. So it was a Halloween themed match, right? So one of the stages was start hand touching chainsaw. And so we just gave away the chainsaw and I wound up winning that one. So it was, it was interesting, cool. but at the same time, it's probably the most useful thing I've won. Yeah. <laughs> Better than the, uh, the left-handed Glock mags that uh, you may have won in the past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's never happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could, I could remember being at matches and they're calling out the random, random numbers of tickets that were given out. And, and for a prize and, and going, I don't want to win. Don't, don't pick my number. <laughs> I don't want to win. I don't want to win that. <laughs> so, all right. Well, Kyle, is there anything else you'd like to, uh, you'd like to add in closing? This has been great talking with you. Yeah. I think in, in closing, right. I need to hear from people. I think that's the most important thing. The way that, the way that it all works is it is impossible to talk to everybody person to person. It's virtually impossible. Um, the best way to find get a hold of me is on Instagram or uh, Facebook. I also have an email. Uh, Instagram is um, style. So I shouldn't under- I shouldn't underscore. read out your phone number. You don't want me to do that? No, no, no. Actually, <laughs> it, it, you know, at a certain point, I probably will give that out because Bruce Wells actually has done an amazing job. I I think that there are certain things that Bruce has done, um, and I can respect anybody that volunteers the amount of time that he has over the years to an organization that really he doesn't get anything from. Um, and that's one of the things he does really well. He's given out his phone number. If you want to get a hold of Bruce, you usually can. Um, like everybody, he has other things that I'm sure take up a lot of his time. So it might take a little bit longer than normal, but mm-hmm. he's, he's always responded to me. He's always done a good job of being communicative. Uh, communicative. Um, I think he's done a really good job at that. And likely I'll wind up getting out my phone number also, or getting a second phone just because I've always kept my personal phone away from the business side of things so that I don't get inundated. Um, And my wife would probably kill me if my phone was going off a (laughs) hundred times a minute. Um, But uh, yeah, Instagram, Facebook, uh, I have uh, an email. It's Stevens4A6, four is F-O-R, 
a6 uh, at gmail.com. I really just want to hear from people. I want to know what you want. And it gives me over a year to gather data, to figure out what people want and how I can best represent you. That's the most important thing. Excellent. Well, I don't think anybody could ask for anything more from a director. Uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So thank you. For sure. Same here. It was really nice meeting you today and thank you for your time. Yes. Look forward to seeing you on the range. All right. Absolutely. Sounds good. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, again, uh, if you didn't hear Kyle's email is Stevens four a six at gmail.com. And uh, I will post it on the, uh, the link when I post this on the podcast uh, Facebook page. Hope everybody enjoyed this. Hey, Steve, how do we end every one of these? Give out that, uh, that discount code. Yeah, it's ST Podcast 10 for 10% off anything uh, that we sell in reachstore.net. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.